You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Himalaya, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin in the show. For fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. We are going to answer your questions on the show today. And anytime you want to hit us up, ask me your questions on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. You can do that. Text or call the show at 920-341-3775. We're going to hit an array of questions. Most of them are going to be focused on the draft and the context of the draft and where these players are going to fit on the roster. I think those are the questions that a lot of fans have on their minds right now. And so those are the questions that I want to focus on. There, there have been a lot of questions about these rookies. And there have been a lot of of questions about this roster in general we're going to get to them and you know our our rookie series is going to continue rookie orientation with with a ton of the draft picks we're going to get to all of that uh, such as we're able to get that scheduled again the Zadarius Smith free agent preview into this regular season we're gonna we're gonna do that as well Uh, I, I promise that but it is something that I very much intend to deliver but let's start with your questions because there's a lot to get to and over the last you know couple weeks there have been a lot of them frankly and and I wish I, I've been able to get more on the show so I thought you know what I had a schedule I wanted to get to and you know we'll, we'll deal with it tomorrow uh, such as we need to I wanted to get to your questions because there were a lot of good ones and interesting ones and I can only do so much on Twitter and I appreciate all of you sending in your questions on Twitter. You know, you 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 interact with me there, and I appreciate that, and and I love that. It really is is part of what is great about this job. You know, for all of the negativity that is out there on Twitter and social media and all of that stuff. And I and look, I get plenty of it. You know, I was just I was just complaining to someone today that you know that some of that stuff can can seep into your life. It can it can follow you. It can creep into other parts of your world. And it is toxic. And so what I want to do is I want to highlight those questions and those people that that handle this the right way and and go about it the right way and and engage in respectful dialogue. Because I don't I don't like to pretend that I have all the answers. I don't. You know, I'm here because of of myriad reasons. Someone mentioned that I use that word a lot. Maybe I'll maybe I'll switch it up. A plethora. I'm here because of a plethora of reasons of a confluence of events, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to get to do this. And I try and remind myself of that. And, and it's something that I think we all need to take stock of at times that this is, we are lucky that the things that consume our lives and that affect our emotional health on a daily basis are sports. 
And even if we are in a position where, you know, there are, there are other real life and real world things that we're having to deal with. And th- those are always, those are there. Those are constantly there. We all have to deal with them. But sports, even if it causes us pain, is a distraction from some of those real life pains. And real life goods at times, but we have to get back to that. So as much as I appreciate everyone being a part of this uh, this incredible ride that is Locked on Packers, and I do, I totally do, I just, I always want us to remember that that we are lucky to be able to care about something this much. That for me, it's become a profession, and for you, it is something you care about enough to listen to a daily podcast about it. That is a That is a gift that we all have, and we share it. And let's remember that. Let's remember that we share it. And even if, you know, there's Bears fans and Vikings fans and Cowboys fans and and all these fan bases that you don't like, remember that we share that thing. I don't want to get too kumbaya on this, but I'm just, I'm feeling in a a particularly, you know, unity mood and, and, and feeling gratitude. My family was in town. It was awesome to see that. And I moved to a new place. And so I'm, I'm feeling very grateful for the things that I have. And so I, I just, I want to spread that message. I want, I want you to feel grateful for the things that you have. I want you to not take the things that you have for granted because nothing is guaranteed. Nothing beyond Aaron Rodgers is guaranteed. Nothing beyond Brett Favre was guaranteed. We talked about Ted Thompson. Nothing beyond Ted Thompson was guaranteed. No one knew that Brian Gutekinds was going to be good. And, and he's been good so far, we think. So just enjoy what you have. When you when you have the chance to have some enjoyment, really relish that opportunity. Okay, enough of that. Uh, though I do think it's important. We've, we've now spent five minutes on it. That is more than enough on a daily podcast. I appreciate you giving me the, the, the runway to have these moments because every once in a while I'm going to have them. It's just what it is. And And people who know me personally, who know me as a friend, and a family member know that I'm I'm prone to these bouts of philosophical ennui. It's just how I feel sometimes. Let's get into some Packer stuff because I know that's why you're here. That's why you subscribe to the podcast. And if you don't subscribe, please do that. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Subscribe to the podcast. Let's get to the questions. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? Carl from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Is Robert Tanyan being lost in the tight end shuffle with Sternberger being drafted? I got it right that time. Did you notice? Sternberger. I felt he performed well in a limited capacity and could be a good compliment to Sternberger. Thank you, Carl, for giving me two opportunities to get that name correct. I nailed it. <laughs> Listen, um, I am a huge fan of Big Bob Tanyan. And I, I will, will take at least partial credit for the adoption of that nickname on Packers Twitter. It's really a, a solid verbal bit that I, that I adopted and then, you know, sort of seeped into the consciousness that even got, you know, like people that didn't even know where it started were using it. And, then that, and that is, you know, that's a fun thing. It seeped into the Packer Nation consciousness. I like Big Bob Tanyan. I do. I think there's talent there, and we saw it in the preseason, and we heard, you know, what what the training camp performance was like, and the and the ability for him to make plays in the red zone in particular. We all remember the big play in Seattle and the, and the play down the field, 
That was incredible. I think there's something truly telling about the fact that Rodgers thought he was throwing a Jimmy Graham. He said that after the game. He said, I thought it was, I thought it was Jimmy. And I don't think he would have thrown it if he knew it was Tanyan. Late in the season, Tanyan got some more snaps. They shut down Jimmy Graham. They didn't play Mercedes Lewis for reasons that still boggle the mind. And Tanyan did not do well with those reps. Remember, this was a player that was an undrafted free agent who was cut from his first team. And yeah, we saw the, the, the receiving ability in the preseason. The preseason is not the regular season. Think about how good Josh Jackson was in the preseason and how much he struggled in the regular season. We can't assume that Tanyan is going to suddenly be a useful NFL player. We have no evidence to suggest that he will be, not in the regular season anyway. So I don't think he's being lost in the shuffle just because at when you're his pedigree and you've, you've had to get to this point in your career by scratching and clawing your way, you have a lot to prove. And he still has a lot to prove. So I know he's a favorite on Packers Twitter. I know a lot of fans. And look, I'm one of those people that thinks that he can be a useful player in the NFL. But we don't have any proof of that. We don't even really have any like solid supporting evidence. We have some preseason games and some nice training camp. Jay Sternberger is a third-round pick. No, he's not taking a backseat to Big Bob Tanyan. He's not. So, I mean, I don't think we should assume that that all of a sudden... You know, Tanyan is going to take this magic leap forward. He's going to be tight end three, and he's going to keep Sternberger off the field. He's not. I mean, that's just the reality. He's not. Sternberger is going to get the opportunity. So unless Tanyan, you know, went and worked out with George Kittle and became George Kittle 2.0, I don't, I don't think we, we have any evidence to suggest that, that Tanyan should be playing over Jimmy Graham or that, you know, for whatever you want to say about Jimmy Graham, Tanyan should not be playing over him. He just shouldn't. And the same is true for Mercedes Lewis. And he's just not going to play over a third-round pick. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I just, it's it's not even, you know, I understand that fans want to want to get involved and, and support the new guy. And, and there's talent there. I'm not saying there's not. He's an exciting player. And I like his talent. I like his ability. I like his skill set. Is he going to come in and, and be Jason Witten? No, he's not. So let's not let's not treat him that way. Speaking of veterans and their relationship to rookies, this is from Jay in Fort Riley, Kansas. He said, on your podcast, you said there isn't really anyone to push Darnell Savage. Wondering why Natrell Jamerson isn't in the conversation. He played safety in Jim Leonard's system, and his measurables, 4440 and size, are very comparable to Savage. That's true. It is. The the, the measurables are similar. The players are not. And so as much as I like Jamerson and I think that that he can be a useful backup safety, I think he can be a very useful special teams player. And if he's your fourth safety or your third safety, you're in a you're in a pretty good position. I mean, I like the talent there. And the physical tools are absolutely a plus. I mean, no question about that. But in terms of playmaking, in terms of coverage, there's just no real comparison. I mean, one was a first-round pick. The Packers traded up for Darnell Savage. The Troll Jamerson was pick 164 in the fifth round. The Saints didn't even keep him on the team, and then either did the Texans. So the Packers, you know, by the end of the year, were his third team as a rookie. I don't think we should pretend that his talent 
is somehow being overlooked. Now, he's a former receiver. Then he moved to corner, and then he went to safety. And, and you know, there is some physical tools there to use. First of all, he's not really a veteran. 2018 was his rookie season. So there isn't really anyone that, that Savage is pushing off the field who already was expected to be on it. I don't think anyone should have expected that Jamerson was going to be a, a significant part of this defense. He probably wasn't. So, you know, I think my point on that stands truly and so it's just I think that if if that is the player we're talking about if if Natrell Jamerson is as close as we can get to someone that this rookie class is pushing down the depth chart I think we're proving my point on that because it's clear that there just there aren't a lot of players on this team that are going to keep these rookies from playing next year especially they need to play and they're going to play Getting some kind of contribution from Natrell Jamerson would be gravy as a third or a fourth safety, and, and clearly as a special teams player, that's going to be his desired role. He's not going to keep Savage off the field. He's just not. He's just not talented enough. And I understand, especially if you're a Badger fan, that that is, you know, that's tough. But it's the truth. So I, I, I just don't think anyone should expect that Darnell Savage is not going to play because Natrell Jamerson is on the field unless and until... He shows something that suggests that he belongs on the field on a starting defense and he can make the kind of plays that Darnell Savage can make. I just we we don't have any evidence for that right now. At the risk of an awkward segue, and this is gonna be an awkward segue, I want to talk about sex. Good sex. And it doesn't have to just be a conversation for those who have to remember sex in the rearview mirror, especially good sex. This is not just for people who are past their physical prime. All of us, from time to time, could use a little extra boost of confidence in bed, and that is why Blue Chew is here to help. That's bluechew.com, blue like the color blue. What else kind of blue would you need? B-L-U-E. It's the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And again, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're all made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our promo code Locked On. Just pay for shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. All right, let's get to more of your questions. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? Rick from far Texas. I mean, I, I, I assume as opposed to near Texas. I'm not near or far. I'm only far from Texas right now. On the podcast, you discuss the dynamic between the receivers and the coaching staff, specifically the idea that this staff does not have any preconceptions of the talent. Why is it then? that they released Nico Siragusa so early in the year. Were there any benefit 
to releasing him now versus later? Wouldn't they be more inclined to see what he's got? I imagine that they'd be evaluating him with the same clean slate that the receivers get. Is it likely that he's hurt? I don't want to speculate on the injury part of that because we don't have any information to suggest that he is or isn't hurt. But I understand the point here from Rick. You know, you want to get this this player, Nico Saragusa, who was a guy I liked coming out of college. He did have injury problems before this. I understand the idea of saying, well, let's let's see him in this offense. Let's see what he's got. Here's the problem for the Packers. They just don't want him to play. They've got Cole Madison back. He was, to some degree, Cole Madison insurance. They've got Lane Taylor. They've got Billy Turner. They've got Elton Jenkins. So if you think you have a group of guys that you feel comfortable in, they've got four guys that they think can play that position, and that's before we even get to like Lucas Patrick, what what Nico Siragusa is really doing is preventing someone else on the roster from earning a spot. So if he's not going to play ahead of those other guys, and if he's not going to get the opportunity to play ahead of those guys, then he shouldn't be on the team because he's just taking snaps away from guys who are actually going to get a legitimate chance to be on the team. So they've done their evaluation. They've decided, you know, they feel comfortable with Taylor, Turner, Madison, and now Elton Jenkins. If you haven't gone back and listened to the Brandon Thorne episode where we discussed Elton Jenkins, I highly recommend you do that. Brandon thinks that that as a an offensive line enthusiast, we'll say, uh, that Elton Jenkins deserves to be one of the starting guards on this team. Okay, so if Nico Siragusa is no better than the fifth guard on the team, then his presence on the roster is actually actively taking away opportunities from players who could make the team. So that's why you make this move now. This from Eric from Toledo. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? You question the Rashawn Gary pick at 12, which is fair. What defensive player would you have taken there, since I do believe that Goody was trying to select a defender first? Please skip a trade scenario for the sake of this discussion. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Okay. So, Eric from Toledo, uh, I I do like a trade scenario, but I'll, I'll save it. Clearly, there was an issue with Montez Sweat. Clearly, enough teams felt like that was a problem. Brian Burns went a couple picks later. Brian Burns would not have been my guy. I don't think he would have been the Packers guy. I think it's pretty clear, and, and Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus tweeted out a, a stat of all the guys that Mike Patton played in that 2009 defense that was historically great. It's a lot of big dudes. I think Sweat was a target of theirs, and had he been healthier, had he been cleared and all that stuff, he could have been someone that they really liked at 12. That's who I would have picked. It's been pointed out to me a number of times that had the Packers lost to the Jets, they would have been picking eighth, and they would have had the opportunity to select at Oliver. I don't really want to indulge in those kinds of hypotheticals because, you know, as I said at the time, I didn't love the fact that the Packers, you know, played Aaron Rodgers. It didn't. The winning part didn't matter. If Rodgers is going to play, go win games. But if he's, he shouldn't be on the field in the first place. That is a that is a more interesting discussion to me. I have said all along that Sweat was the guy I would have been targeting. If it is the case 
that Andre Dillard was going to play guard, and they ultimately picked a guy who's going to play guard, which says to me that that's what they were looking for, then I understand why you don't take that guy at 12. Though I think Dillard would have certainly been appealing to them, or at least would have been appealing to me at 12. So if we're talking about strictly defenders, I think Sweat would have been the guy for me. There would have been other players I would have taken before Rashawn Gary, and I've made that clear. I, I have not wavered from that. You know, I, I think there there is a, a a pathway to making this work for them. So we'll see. You know, it's it's hard to judge in the moment. When we're talking about talent, you know, there there weren't a lot of other guys that are more physically gifted, although I think Sweat probably checks that box. He has his own injury issues and questions about, you know, uh, bend, which I don't, you know, they don't really, I don't find them compelling. But if there were these questions about his heart and his health and, and those kinds of things, I understand why teams were a little bit scared. It would not have scared me, but I didn't see the medicals. So without seeing the medicals, it's hard for me to say, okay, Montez Sweat. There were certainly other defensive players, Brian Burns being one of them, that I would have, that I would have entertained before Rashawn Gary. Um, you know, I like Darnell Savage better than Rashawn Gary. You wouldn't have had to trade up if you just, eh, I'm, we don't care if he's if he's a reach. We're going to take him at 12. We love him. You know, maybe that would have been better. If they'd have taken Darnell Savage at 12 and Rashawn Gary at 30, I, I think I would have felt better about the way that it played out. But again, you know, the, the potential, if you're going to take this swing, you take it on someone like Rashawn Gary. There are there are players I would have taken ahead of him. Defenders specifically, you know, I, I've given you the list. There's probably more players, but we we have to be past that now. We have to be, because this is the team, and so it, I think it is more productive that we spend time talking about the team that Green Bay has and how they're going to use those players. All right, we're going to end the show on this. Hello, Peter. Zach Baldiva here from Amarillo, Texas. Multiple Texas questions here today. Uh, just a day after I, I besmirched Friday Night Lights. Um, first off, amazing show with amazing content. Thank you, Zach. With the draft over and everyone is about to buckle down and be serious. And all in good nature, of course. If you had an infinity gauntlet, which players would you draft for this season from any season to help us out this year? You know, the number one player on that list at all times is going to be Reggie White. For my money, the greatest defender of all time. If you're gonna if you're gonna draft someone else. So let's let's recreate the first round for Green Bay. You take Reggie White at twelve, you trade up and you get Charles Woodson at twenty one. That's your draft. You're t- fixed. Fixed. Because I continue to believe that I think the offense has enough. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and this offensive line, that's enough. If if the if the offense works the way Matt LaFleur thinks it's going to work, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow. You know, Aaron Rodgers had some interesting comments this week about, you know, we looked at some of these plays as we're doing the installs, and you see the highlights. And it's an 80-yard touchdown to Julio Jones, a 40-yard chunk play here, a 30-yard big play here. It's chunk play this, chunk play that. And that's what this offense is meant to be. I think they can they can manufacture that. The question is about the talent on defense. So infuse this defense with some talent and suddenly you have a team that that can win games, you know, 15 to 12 if they need to. But can also, you know, they they can get that critical stop at the end of a game, not something this team has really been able to do 
going back a number of years. Luckily for the Packers, they have two of the best defensive players of the last 25 years on this roster over that time period. So if we're going to draft only Packers players, you know, Reggie White, Charles Woodson, Leroy Butler, you know, prime Clay Matthews, those are really, really good players. Uh, you know, I think in some ways Clay Matthews' career gets taken for granted because of the injuries, but prime Clay Matthews, you know, he was uh, he was on the trajectory to be a Hall of Fame player. So, you know, I think Reggie White is the is the is the big answer, and then Charles Woodson is right there. So you have that those two first round picks instead of Rashawn Gary, you get Reggie White instead of Darnell Savage, you get Charles Woodson. That is again very. This is a very serious, important question. If I snap my fingers with the Infinity Gauntlet, that, those are the players that I would add the Packers. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow and have a lot more for you. Uh, back the following week, four shows a week. Remember, you can subscribe to the show so you get all the good information. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Himalaya, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook and anytime you want to be a part of the show, like all of the great question askers were today you can do that on the lockdown packers fan hotline 920-341-3775 the best way to stay locked on packers